I'm on the roof Yeah, just thinking about you No matter where I go and if the cold wind blows I'm high on the thought of you I'm on the roof Yeah, that's what I gotta do It's gonna take all day but we got it made I'd still rather be with you But I'm on the roof Working my fingers to the bone With nothing left to show Spending all my money on you Breaking the bank not to feel low It's a struggle for a man to run a real tight ship When there's holes beneath the bow Sink or swim living ain't easy When you lose your heart and soul to a black hole Well I can't change my yesterday Tomorrow is my saving grace I'm on the roof Yeah, just thinking about you No matter where I go and if the cold wind blows I'm high on the thought of you I'm on the roof Yeah, that's what I gotta do It's gonna take all day but we got it made I'd still rather be with you But I'm on the roof I'm on the roof My friends say that I'm in too deep I'm late for work again with no sleep Drowning in debt and people placing their bets About how long I'll be living free I'm addicted to not having peace This hell's got me on my knees There's no beauty in rock bottom One is filling up with water Bail me out before I can't breathe well, I can't change my yesterdays Tomorrow is my saving grace I'm on the roof Yeah, just thinking about you No matter where I go and if the cold wind blows I'm high on the thought of you I'm on the roof Yeah, that's what I gotta do it's gonna take all day, but we got it made. I'd still rather be with you, but I'm on the roof. There we go. That's my new track we're working on there. I've kind of got a little tour singing it around. Joshua, that was amazing, man. I love that. Thank you so much for bringing it. Buddy, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Oh, dude, more than welcome to come on the show. I've been I've been itching to get you on this show. A lot of recommendations from other people, other fans of yours. All, all good, I hope. All good. Listen, what what kind of society are we living in today, man? Oh, a satanic society. <laughs> That's what I call it. It's sad. It's true. <laughs> we got the best damn roofer in the studio today. That's what we're getting. We're talking. We're going to talk roofing. We're going to talk all kinds of shit today. But I wanted to get your backstory. I wanted to get a bunch of ideas on what's going on and what makes you tick. And, uh, you know, we might get a little bit political here. We'll just wink, wink on certain things. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, I mean, I do. I mean, I'm very interested in how you're playing that corporate model in today's such strict guidelines, for lack of a better word, right? Like, I mean, we'll get into that shit. So let me just do the shout outs right here. So Joshua Bigger's here. Bigger Roofing. Big Time Production. Big Time Production. With two Gs, right? Big time. And it's triple W, bestdam.com. 
No, somebody else has bed, best damn roofer. Dot com. That's what it is. Best damn www.bestdamnroofer.com. Is that what it says? No, you wrote down best damn dot com. Ah, it's best talking. damn roofer. Yeah, best damn roofer. Got it. Okay. You never ask a roofer to do any type of writing when you have on the show, <laughs> just for further references, guys. Reach out to him. Best damn point. roofer at hotmail.com. and on obviously on uh, social media, it's best dot damn dot roofing. Roofer, roofer? Uh, on Instagram, yeah. On Instagram, right? I'm pretty shadow banned on a lot of these platforms, so sometimes you got to dig deep to find me. They've kind of suppressed me after going to Ottawa. Seriously? Yeah, oh yeah. You get flagged? You get flagged. You got a lot of people that will flag your account. They go to their way to like flag it, so you get bombarded with. Um, restrictions and everything else that goes along with being uh, popular on the wrong side, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me do a quick shout out. Aaron, I'm wearing his tee. It just doesn't say flash me. It actually says big dog uh, construction on the back there. Aaron was on the show way back at the end of last year, I think it was, out of New Brunswick. He's doing amazing work out there. So thanks so much for the tee. Uh, I'm supporting him there. That's all good. But I want to, where did your roofing career start? Roofing career started... Um, just had doing a little uh, jobs with my dad. He would do weekend roofs with my uncles. They, you know, do each other's roofs. Back in the old days, you didn't really have roofing companies that weren't that uh, popular. You'd just do it yourself, right? Yeah. Most men would do it with their, you know, brother-in-laws or, or, you know, brothers, and they'd get the roof done. Family thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I spent time as a young kid up on roofs just helping dad, right? And I remember, uh, I remember having this, and I never forget this. I had a dream that I was working on a roof with my dad, and I was like probably eight or nine. And then in a few months later, I'm on the roof, my great-grandfather's roof, where I filmed a lot of my videos, uh, popular ones, were on the same roof. But this, I was a child. We've owned the farm for over 100 years. Um, I was helping my dad roof. I'm like, I, I had a dream about this, Dad. Like, I literally dreamed about this three months ago. I remember my dad ripping shingles, looks at me. He's like, that's what dads are for, making your fucking dreams come true. <laughs> and he keeps scraping the gig fucking back to work, you fuck. Right? So that's kind of what I hear about your dreams. Just <laughs> yeah. get to work. You got to finish, man. And that's one of the most popular videos. Um, uh, it was shot on that same roof 20-some-odd years later. 25 years later, I'm uh, drinking, and the homeowner finds me passed out on the on the roof. That's my family farm in Lincoln, right? <laughs> so that's where all the videos were shot that are inappropriately shot there. But my career started young. I started working on roofs in grade eight, carrying bundles. Um, for Different a, times back then, eh? Yeah, they didn't the care. Roofing like, is what are you, 12? Like, get up there and carry bundles. My first job was carrying bundles to the top of a three-story roof. It had scaffolding all around it. And Listen, then, man, the weight of the bundle hasn't dramatically changed since three then. Three tab were a little lighter. Okay. They were probably like 50, 60 pounds, but it was terribly Still, heavy man. for a 13-year-old. Yeah. And then the next day, they told us it was the wrong color we loaded up, and they had to take them all fucking down. <sighs> Fuck, that sucks. And I was like, who the hell would do this for a living? Flash forward 20 years, here I am. Built a brand. Yeah. Out of a it's a tough job, a hard job, so if you can stick with it, it's, it's worth it. It's one of the tougher trades because of the seasons. Yes. Extreme hot, extreme cold, you know what I mean? And and the downside, I guess, you know, and then plus getting guys and girls to get into the industry. That's the hardest thing. I got more girls involved uh, with roofing, like just getting the network of women online. It's great. I'm seeing it grow. I got my own children. I got four daughters, so I'm totally an advocate for women in, in any trades. No boys at all? I have my son, but he's the youngest, so. Oh, okay. My oldest is 15. She was helping me do siding and learning soft and fascia. She they does, love it? She does. She really enjoys it. Um, my other two, not so much. They help with clean up on certain jobs, but my oldest has really taken a liking to it and she's learned how to install my metal products and she helps dad lay shingles in the summer, but you can make good money, right? Yeah, of course you can. As long I mean, you get, you need a, you need a proper instructor. As much as you want to talk, you died. You're, yeah. uh, he still instructed you correctly, right? My dad? Yeah. No, my dad wasn't actually a roofer. 
He was just doing that. Was like, uh, like he, he does. He, he could do it. He just did it for like. We, it was always something we did with our families. Oh, Uncle Jerry needs a roof. Bring the whole Got it. and the whole family there. Plan comes and then they do it. Yeah. So my dad could roof. I think he roofed one season when he was laid off. But he was a firefighter and a truck driver. Um, so I'm a son of a trucker, right? That's what. Uh, that's that's what where he, it all comes from. Yeah. And um, yeah, he. I, I joke around in the in my videos that I, I've taken the family business and tarnished the name and tried to destroy it. It's all satire because that's what some people have done. You <laughs> yeah, see, but people you, are taking it too seriously. They're like going, well, how, can, how dare you? How dare you how be dare. that way? I'm like, come on, man. It's like nobody's allowed to do a joke anymore these days. So what's no, the story? But you can have uh, people in political power that uh, have had charges and done way worse than make a joke. The word right. accountability comes to mind. They don't have any in, polit- in political. If you uh, ran your business that way, how would you be successful? Well, it would, in, in, in reality, it wouldn't work, right? But that's what the, that's what the whole satire of the whole show was funny because there are people that run their business like that, but they don't last, right? Um, and people claim that I'm giving a bad reputation to the industry. I'm like, no, I'm just those people that are doing the drugs and those people that are ripping off the homeowners and those ones that aren't showing up and those ones that are getting in drinking driving accidents, they've wrecked the, they've wrecked the industry for themselves. Yeah. I'm just making light of it and making fun of it because everyone that's in it understands and, the, and then the humor that I make isn't for people that aren't in the industry. It's for my roofing community. Yeah. I mean, you can enjoy it if you're in construction, but it's really not... You'll get it. You'll get it, but it's not for anyone else. It's not for Linda, the homeowner that you know voted NDP and got pissed off because, you know... I drove, I started my compressor too loud at 7 a.m. I don't make it for her, right? I make it to make fun of her. <laughs> Every, everybody wants you to be quiet until it's their house, and then they want you to be fast and loud and get it done as cheap as possible. Oh, yeah. Is it true that these days homeowners don't even look at you, your business, or what you've built? They only look at the number? I mean, for me personally, everyone, like I live in a small community, I grew up in Lincoln, you know, a hometown. My grandpa was the chief of the fire department, so was my dad. My family is fully active, all my brothers, all my uncles, you know, the, the Masonic Lodge, you know, we, you know, everybody in town. So, I mean, people know me no matter what. So yeah. anything I did in, online didn't affect my business because people already knew. Who you are. Who I, well, yeah, I've been Josh Bigger from Jordan. And yeah, we're going to hire him anyway. Oh, he made a video about him taking a dump. Behind the guy's shed? That's funny. I was going to hire him regardless, but can he make a video at my house now? I got a fridge full of beer, right? That's what it's become, right? Yeah. So it's like my whole community is like kind of helped build the the show in itself. They've all partaked in the uh, idiocracy. It's just, I guess people are just these days just a little too fucking serious, huh? Well, they're serious, but they're completely, they're idiots. So they're taking something serious, but they don't have any sense of like boundaries or morals or anything they just whatever the tv says be mad at that's what we're going to be mad at yeah right everyone's looking for direction other than their own thought process yeah oh you wouldn't want to think for yourself nowadays would you it's dangerous it's fucking crazy yeah it's crazy world we live in when did it start i made like you can document uh my videos of sorry my videos have documented what i've projected gonna happen in the last in 10 years and i've gone from like when trudeau got into power i was like this is where it all starts everyone was he's got beautiful hair he's legalizing marijuana like he's These not are great qualities of a politician yeah. <laughs> and my dad um god bless him but he did not like pierre trudeau and i grew up you know listening to my dad my dad didn't curse like in either. the tv about I, this guy yeah. wrecking our government yeah. paying taxes uh, increased interest rates for your mortgage um destroying you know canada and I knew it was coming. So I, I knew this was coming. I knew it started with, it started years ago in the 70s, but it, it got really worse when um, 
we got blind followers involved and Trudeau got all these young people. Oh yeah. Free weed. Let's vote for this guy. And everyone thought it was the greatest thing. Weed was already pretty much legal in Canada. Well, I love that there's now video surfacing of the opposition when it was going on at that time, talking about if you let him in, this is what's going to happen. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And a lot of people were saying it, but you get shadow banned for talking like that. You can't talk about okay, you're a prime minister. You can't give your opinion. You can't give your free speech. So they, Nobody recognizes Canada these days, right? And all we're doing is trying to make an honest living, to be very honest. Like, you got a lot of skilled trades people out there. And we always talked about, I'm sure you heard it from your dad and, and other people that, you know, it's the backbone of the industry, of the, of the nation. Trades people, immigrants coming here, people working from the like 12 years old, whatever, swinging a hammer. You know what I mean? Like, that's what builds a nation. So it's like this group of people that a lot of people frown upon, that we get our work, like our clothes dirty and we wake up so early and we go to the job site and we're frowned upon but yet this is the infrastructure that oh, we yeah. need to actually grow a nation so we need these people well we are those people and uh i think that the community that like the construction community should stand together and build get their country back much like the truckers did in ottawa we can st we, we have a huge voice they need us we don't really need the government when it's i pretty much believe it's in my dna to build yeah. I mean, my last name is bigger, but it means builder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you look back, like, we, we, we could build shelters. That's what men did. Yeah. Women gave birth, and men had to, we, had, we always didn't have this infrastructure here where the government told us and we bought the supplies from them. We would actually build stuff ourselves. We know how to do this stuff. And uh, I believe that if we get together and we stand up, we can actually change our country, the, the construction industry itself. If we all can get on the same page, we, we're getting taxed 50%. Like, we are getting taxed. Like, and what, what are those tax dollars going to? They're going to fund war and guns and, and, and That's the scary Russian part. People? When you start thinking about certain things on where these dollars are going, so fine, everybody's got to pay taxes, even though we know history-wise. Taxes were supposed to be a temporary solution through the, uh, the, the British government at the time, right? But it just became a permanent solution, yep. right? And so now you, you just get abuse of this. That's all abuse it is. Abuse of power, yeah. That's all it is, right? So it's like you're, you're fine. You want to be a legitimate person. You want to have like a, a good citizen kind of mandate. You want to pay your fair share of taxes. But when you start seeing your taxes being funded or being filtered to places that you don't agree with, then you have a problem paying taxes, man. I mean, and if you, and also if you don't, oh, I don't think I should be paying that much taxes. You're a criminal. But over the last 30, 30 40 years, the price increase has gone. Everything's gone up. More taxes. Um, why don't they give us a tax break? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't anyone ever think that we need a tax break and take those down a little bit? No, it doesn't happen. I want to bring up something that was, I, I get emails, and I'm sure you get emails all the oh, time yeah. as well, too. So it's just like um, someone reached out, and I won't say who it is because he was actually, I, 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 I'm sure if you heard the show or other people have heard the show, I'm not a fan of EVs, right? And I get that this whole mentality of these carbon taxes and all this other stuff is to reduce this, and everyone should be EVs. And I'm like, I've got such a negativity towards EVs because I don't think that, they are the saving grace that they say they are. And I recently saw a TED show out of San, San Antonio talking about the carbon footprint of an EV. They were comparing it to a combustible engine vehicle, right? Okay. Sure, when you start at zero, when you take it off the lot and you start driving it, an EV has zero less carbon of a footprint than a combustible engine. Yeah. But that's not where it should start. It should start when you're mining all the material that you need. So when you, and I, I responded back to this person saying, listen, I'm not a fan because I don't even want to get into the lithium mining the control over it on china and all this other stuff. like it's already been expressed on rogan's show and talking about like that kind of stuff so when you actually factor in the carbon footprint from way back at the beginning 
an EV has actually got a larger carbon footprint than a combustible engine. I believe so, yeah. It's it's fact. Yeah. But that's not being sold to the general. That's why I'm not a fan of EVs. So if you, if it was, then I would be a, I, I would support it. I mean, they they could they have they have the ability to produce something that requires no like anyone that like yeah uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They have these. Um, like water-driven engines. No, right? hydrogen. Hydrogen. BMW water. tried hydrogen about 15 years ago, and the government just shut, shut it down. Shut it down, right? It was the same thing that the government shut down the EV program, the GM EV program, back in the 90s when they first had their EV1. And that documentary, if you watch it, right? So it's like you're shutting it down because you can't make money off of it. Exactly why they're doing it. That's why you're shutting it down. Like, you always think this the electric car. Don't you think that like it's we're advanced enough that they could just charge self-driving? It could be all solar panels on top. Like, I, you know, but like, couldn't you make the combustible engine more fuel efficient too? Oh yeah, exactly. We're using the same uh, Ford model. Like you know, there's a, there's two years. companies out west, and I'm trying to get them on the show. I'm trying to remember Alden or something like that. So they actually clean, they clean the fuel, and they prove that it's using less carbon emissions from cleaning this cleaning process. Yeah. Because the thing is, okay, let's get. Back with construction, do you see the construction industry going all EV? It can't. It can't. Like, you transport. I know they're saying they, they're going to have this has more power, but it, it won't have long The machinery haul. in farming, yeah. machinery in trucking, machinery in, in big machinery yeah. to build infrastructures, the roads and all this other stuff. These are all diesel-driven vehicles, right? They're right now probably the most efficient ones. That makes sense. Well, you're trying to use, like, electronic lift. Like, you get a, an articulating boom and it's electric. It just... It doesn't start in the winter. It doesn't work. It, it, you got to be certain. You got to plug it in. Like it just doesn't have. You, you know, you get stuck in snow. Anyone that's using electric uh, boom rather than a diesel powered one, it's what's the worst thing for a tradesperson on a job site? It's when machinery goes down. Yep. Oh, then you got a whole bunch of people sitting around, right? And your day is done. Yep. Your productivity is done. That means your business starts to suffer. You have to now stagger and push things, and then get more work done on another day. You got to look at the crew and go. Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, right? Yeah. That's not how you want to build your business. Nope. You want machinery that you know that if it does go down, I've got a guy or I'm the guy that I can I can make it work. I can get it going. But when it comes to EV, you can't do that. That's why you haven't seen them gone into the big machinery yet. I don't think it's sustainable. But that's that's and that's what I was responding back to him. I was going, listen, I know you want to save the planet and all this other stuff, but I really wish that people started sharing the full carbon footprint. Well, the government's the behind it all. I mean, you look back through generations. They've been in power for since um, the beginning of this country. So they're the ones that are allowing these steel mills, all this carbon. They're the ones that are in charge of all this. So why aren't we just taxing the Pierre uh, Trudeau family and their foundation? Because they, I, I, let's be honest, it's they're true. the ones that they've been in control for 30 years. That was in power for 28 years. It's true. So he's got to be, where's his accountability? Going back to the accountability, why doesn't their family have to pay millions of dollars? Why is that us? I wasn't here. I didn't say... Um, I didn't put all these laws and regulations for steel mills and for oil and for plastic factories and all this other bullshit that causes pollution. I didn't have no say in that. It was all you and you in power, and this family's been in power for a long time. The One of the best things that I've seen in the last, I would say, 10 years, I mean, with the rise of Amazon and everything, is that we as consumers have the globe now at our access. So we can purchase something that's been made halfway around the world and get it into our home or use it in our situation, right? Yeah. Versus, I'd say, 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the option. We would have our stores we would go to. There'd be a limited selection. Now we've got a greater selection, right? And I've always said that the government shouldn't be dictating on what we're allowed to do, use, or say, or whatever, right? They should just... We should have the freedom to go and pick and make... I think you'd get more homeowners, decrease their carbon footprint, 
if they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to in their home and do it their way. And then they should be benefited from that regarding government incentives. But that's not the case. No. You, every so often we get a rebate program, it comes up, they come up with this magical shit. All of a sudden, somehow someone is attached to it in government, profiting-wise. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden they push it. And we know Kathleen Wynne regarding the heat recovery stack, which was complete garbage because her uh, nephew was the one that was producing all these things. And then they put it into the OBC. It's not the OBC anymore. But that's, that's a conflict of interest, right? Well, they don't mind doing that. I mean, so many government pe- uh, politicians have uh, a conflict of interest. That's the whole, the whole pandemic thing. I mean, look at Doug Ford. He owned the sticker company. The little stickers don't like. He made $50 million in a pandemic. Like, if you, you got to just say that that's wrong. So everyone else suffered and this guy got rich. How many tradespeople you know exponentially increased their net worth the same time that our premier and our prime minister did during the pandemic? I mean, we just continued to work through it. I mean, we were busier. Um, well, you probably had a, a almost a slightly better than annually increase, right? But you didn't go from three million to fifty million. No, no, we did. I mean, you just got more work. I had to put more, uh, you know, more. I sold more metal um, than ever. I think people are taking money out of their their house value went up so much. So my house is worth one point three million, and you know, tripled in two years. And my interest rates at one point nine. Everyone just felt. They're going to get something done, whether it be a deck, a fence, new siding, new roof, new living room addition, a camper. Um, so people were spending more after the pandemic. They were locked up for so long. And then as soon as everyone and the value of their house went up. So they're just it was like everyone equity is money to these people, which it's not. But they had everybody fooled. And I think you're going to see a big lull in the industry now is because they're going to raise the interest rates. And they're also going to um, depreciate the value of your home. It's going to go back to a reasonable number, not. One point there has been a reduction in construction. Yeah. So right. it's going to slow down this year. You see, there was a big spike. It'll be a fall. That's my prediction. But uh, What are your thoughts on what are you doing to kind of prepare for that? I have a full-on another business. I do big-time productions. Yeah. I have tons of clients in America. That, that, that's a, America's a wealth uh, for roofing. It's a it's $8 billion a year industry. There's just money in storms everywhere. So I do good at marketing. People want to be seen. They want to use my likeliness. So we, uh, we already set See, for a contract for the year for that, right? And then I sell. I do a lot of sell, so I sell Primeline tools. I got my hands in everything, so I don't necessarily have to roof anymore. I just enjoy roofing, right? So I'm but you all, do it for the love of it. Yeah, I do. I'm the best damn roofer. I can't quit. <laughs> right? That would be fucking stupid, right? <laughs> but how would you, I wanted to ask you about the corporate, because were they not nervous about you being so open-minded? Oh, they were, uh, they were very nervous. I'm sure you had a number of conversations with them, and they're like going, uh, can you kind of tone it? So you want to hear a funny story? I always love hearing funny right. stories. If you look up Joshy the Blow Man, it's quite the story. I decided to make this really crazy Christmas for roofers, right? And it was about uh, character. When I was younger, I used to be party animal, so it kind of reflects on. I don't I see it at all, and not so much anymore. <laughs> and you um, got four daughters, yeah, man. Yeah, and, yeah. So a totally calm, collective now. I drink beer, smoke weed. <laughs> but anyways, the character is a cocaine user but he's magical and he kids find drugs at the park and he saves the day by taking the drugs away and inhaling them so the kids can't get them and then he rocks a song out in the tune of like a metallica's frosty uh, the snowman right yeah, yeah, yeah. so we put this out and um i think they didn't because we it was kind of attack on the christian it was it was we had a bible in it i was reading the story from the bible so it got it went i mean i love religion i love i just like making jokes too and i yeah. think everything's funny or nothing's funny at all 
So uh, that was the first backlash they got, and if they and they weren't too sure of it, but they made, we we had them advertised on the on it, and so we took the advert their advertisement down. We had two roofing companies advertise it, and they got some negative flashback from some big companies. So you got an email saying. Could you take us off that one? But we never took the video down, uh, and then. But and they then, just don't want to be associated with that video. But they still want to be associated with yeah, you. Yeah. So the, yeah, that was before we even did a deal with anything. So now we do productions for several different companies, um, and most people like one company we just signed up on with. It's a new company coming out um, in Toronto, and they gave me full green light to do whatever the fuck I want. They're like, I don't care if you run around like Jocelyn and drag queen. Because the roofers will buy it. I, that's my community. So it's not. Do you want to share that who it is that you're working with or not yet? It's going to call the roofer store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All it's right. a, it's totally new business. It's totally a new venture. It's uh it's we got a warehouse and it's all going to be a whole. I, if I get to work with a close friend, two two close friends of mine, um, and we've gone into an endeavor where we're going to build the store for the roofers and sell um, products at less of a price. So Joshua, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Does your content not motivate people? to do a better job and be in this industry and actually love this industry? Yeah, I mean, it's just comedy. So people laugh at it. They've been in the industry. So people that know me, they see my work and they see like, oh my God, I guess a really nice steel work. And then the next video, he's drinking beer and screaming at the homeowner like, ah, that reminds me of Larry, my ex-employee. Um, so it's fo- it, it does, people make more content because of me. People tell me all the time. I get like emails saying, thank you for making me laugh. Yeah. You know, uh, getting involved, I'm building the community, I'm building tools, I'm building stores, I'm branding companies from, you know, all over the world, I'm working with developers all over Europe to make new tools, new products. Um, so yeah, I guess I have inspired people. I wasn't, uh, the goal was just to make people laugh, you know, make someone's day better by saying something stupid. Was that the plan from the beginning or you kind of just fell into it? Well, it was a plan to just make people laugh and then hopefully there would be a door open because of that into sales. That was the main goal, like, do so, and I was also a musician. I wanted. I had a bunch of ideas for roofing songs. I thought the community needed something to kind of boost it up a little bit. It was. Such did you press that track, or you just made up that track? Um, the opening you, track for the when show. When you press it, so did you record it? Did you? Oh yeah, it's recorded. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my partner for Big Time Productions is a musical engineer. So you hear some of my music. It's like very well done because um, I have um, Mark Charbonneau. He's nice. my, he's my partner. He's also singer songwriter. Um, he's won a bunch of you know stuff over the years locally and uh, our hometown, and we used to tour together. You know, I was on the Warp Tour, went up for Blink-182. He opened up for, like, Cypress Hill, oh, big band. Awesome, so man. we were pretty cool when we were younger, and then that nigga just became a roofer. <laughs> it was going really well when I was, like, 20. Okay? And then I got into drugs, and then I became a roofer. <laughs> so don't do drugs. Right? Unless you want to be a roofer. Good money in roofing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to pay for the drugs. <laughs> uh, let me, though, take, take a little break here on history in, in construction. I want to ask you, uh, first ever roof. What was the very first roof that you could think of? That I did myself? No, in history, man. We're going far back. Way, way back. Oh, the, the first history of a roof? Let's take it back to like, oh, ever since the first rainstorm. Some <laughs> it was like, it's raining out here. Can we put something over top of ourselves? You know we're, what I mean? We're talking 10,000 BC, man. Yeah. Animal skins, mud, and branches yeah. have all been used throughout uh, prehistory to cover human dwellings. The first roofing material that resembled what we have today is clay tile. Yeah. They used to make it. Yeah. They yeah. used to make it, kiln, and then that's it. Uh, who invented the first roof? It was uh, China around 3000 BC, tiles, clay. And then it uh, also came from, uh, it was used in Greece in Babylonian times, right? So uh, that was 3000. What were roofs made up in the 1600s? Um, depends on what, uh, where European, you were. European, European slate, maybe? Uh, slate. Your clay tile. Clay tile and, and slate. And slate, what were roofs made in the 1700s? 
Well, they might have gone into doing copper at that point. Yeah, or, metal. Or, yeah, yeah metal. so they were doing zinc, yep. zinc, uh, copper. And then we went full idiot and started making it out of petroleum. And no, was that the 1890s? <laughs> but uh, backwards. What did Egyptians use for roofs? The Egyptians would have, um, they probably would have done, um, well, there's no lumber. So it would have been mortar, brick and mortar, right? Yeah, sun-dried mud bricks. Yeah, mortar, yeah, brick so and mortar. So I guess there was a, the precursor, I guess, to clay. Yeah. It would have been, right? Uh, and then... What's the roof of the Colosseum? What was it made of? The roof of the Colosseum would have been copper. Oh, it's or cloth. Cloth? Oh, that's right. As you can see, it as yeah. a cloth roof, right? Yeah, it was just a, I guess it was a, it was a diffusing. Open. It was a diffusing material, right? That's all it was. So uh, valerium was made of cloth. It had to be retractable. Uh, it was not designed to be used in windy or rainy conditions. Of course, it's basically yeah. a sail, right? So I just thought that was kind of interesting. There. Very interesting. I thank you for that. No, no, I just, uh, when I do, when I have a guest on the show, I'm curious about where it all came from. I don't know these answers. I'll never admit to knowing these answers, man. So, well, yeah, just Google it, right? Everyone's a genius <laughs> now, right? All right. So, I want to ask you two questions, man. What's uh, what's bad about the roofing industry? And what's good about the roofing industry? Oh, geez, you got me on the spot here. What's good about the roofing industry? What's the first thought? Okay, bad. The bad in the industry that, like in our country, I find there's no. Um, Are we dramatically different from the U.S. to the? Totally different things. Really? Um, yeah. Um, too much money. So the Democrat, uh, our, we have 36 million people in Canada. I think that's what they have in Almost Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, population density, totally different. But the bad thing about our industry in Canada, well, we're focused on Canada because this is where we live, is that, like, anyone can start a business. So if you go down to your local city hall and pay your $68 and go get a cheesy-ass construction, no, I got, I got insurance. It's called contractor insurance, which is not builder or construction insurance and i got it's 32 dollars a month and so you spend your 400 dollars, and now you're a business owner um like certain parts of the states they'll have so south carolina you have to have a ba bachelor to start a business and you have to have three or like ten thousand or eight thousand hours in an industry so someone has to sign off on you so like, oh, this guy can fucking roof yeah right because they have so many storms they have to have you um, got to prove your worth prove your worth so now anyone I can I can build up my business and I did it well, but somebody can be my competition because they decided they needed money, and they want to come into my industry and shit all over the you know they, and actually be the best damn roofer. That's the start up and just start shitting on people's houses. So that's the bad part about the industry. We need more educated people to get into the trade before yes. they get into the trade. And, the, and, it's, and there's nothing. There's no education system. And there's no policing. No policing. Um, and, but in the same thing, that that almost was a good thing. Because a guy like me that wasn't uh, that didn't think he could do anything in his life had the ability to walk through the door easily, so that double-edged sword. So that answers your question, both of them at once. Yeah, no, it's actually right? cool. Yeah. So that's that's the ups and downs of the industry right there from the way you walk in, right? It's awesome, but it's not in the same regard because it lets good people in, it lets bad people in. But I still would have gotten where I want regardless. I would have because you were headed a certain way. Yeah, I wanted to get uh, that direction. I mean, but clear vision is just you get to the point that you want to get to. Like I all my steel, I learned taught myself. I just I, my first four metal roofs, the diamond ones. I was like buy the metal, and if you just I'll do it for free. Like it's in there. I just thought I thought I'd had to pay for education myself somehow. So that's how I got started. So no one taught me. I teach people now. Like if you want to sell one of my roofs, I'll you know, I'll go in and sp split on the job with you and teach your crew um, because there's no training for anybody. There's no, you know, you just got to jump in, uh, you know, feet first. The metal roofs, they worth it? Oh, yeah. 
Totally, right? Yeah, totally. You never have to change it. Not not in this climate. Right? We have no hail. Um, like, it's... Uh, hail can damage any roof, like you see, like, in the States. So, but in Canada, it's great. They're 100-year uh, expectancy in the product. Is it right? true, though, that you'll actually... It's a little noisier to the house during a... I mean, but we don't get hail, like you just said, but we do get heavy rain sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of like a... It's a myth. Is it? And what it is... Well, it's not a myth. Um, people mistakenly think of a barn roof. Say you got bar room, bar with stick framing, and you're upstairs in that barn roof. You hear that tingy. It, it will... Because it's an acoustic sound. It's going to yes. ding, ding, ding. But once you have a substrate, like a half-inch ply decking, and then the whole house is insulated, it doesn't have that... It's it yeah, it's, it just, it's just steel on wood. So yeah, it doesn't. It sounds a little bit, but it's not like a drum. Like that's only happens in, a, in a, like a pole barn where it's all open. It's loud as hell in there when it rains. But, but in a regular residential, no, I have it on my house. I don't notice the difference, right? Have it on, uh, yeah, have it on my whole house, my shop, and everything. Hey, people are still using three tabs, unfortunately. Why? Um, because it's called the Make Work Program. So the builders will put it on for cheap with no underlayment, no nothing. Get it on as fast as you can. Get it on as shittily, like as as worst. Install as possible, and the guy who got the brand new house he paid one point two million dollars for, from whatever homes company it is, he'll have a two year warranty on that from the day the house gets built. So by the time he takes possession of his house, the warranty is already gone, and he's left with three tab shingles that'll blow in the wind. And then when a guy like me comes to his big fancy house, and the guy with the Mercedes and the Audi in the driveway, and I tell him it's going to be forty thousand dollars to fix his roof, he's like. <gasps> And I'm like, oh, how should did that have, happen? Yeah, well, we put fucking cloth fabricated petroleum on there that, you know, stuck together by a little bit of caulking. What do you think is going to happen? The whole house is made of brick, and you put a fucking pile of shit on the roof. I never understood that. No. I never understood why wouldn't you spend time and effort, more money on a better product to, to protect your entire structure? Well, we live in a comp uh, an area where we make steel. Why would we even sell asphalt shingles? How did this even happen? Right? What, what, if we were worried about our carbon that's the norm. footprint. Yeah, but with carbon footprint, why, why would we even allow it? They want to put mandates. Why do you mandate we use steel and we go to buy it right from Hamilton? That'd be great for the economy, wouldn't, wouldn't that it be? That'd be amazing. Oh, geez. Start looking inside instead yeah. of outside? Exactly. Right there. We got all the metal you want and you have to put metal on your house. Isn't that hey. how it was like early 70s, late 60s when we were trying to build Canada up? Yeah. That's how it was, right? Yeah. You'd use your resources that we have right here. Right? We have a shitload of resources here. But I, we, I, I understand that we don't have the population, but it doesn't stop us from being such a self-sustaining country. They don't want it that way, right? They want to have all this money going out, money coming in, and, and we just buy whatever they tell us to. And meanwhile, they want us to lessen our carbon footprint. And every day, there's thousands upon thousands of roofing companies ripping off petroleum with asbestos, with asphalt, with fiberglass, and throwing it right into the earth. And you guys are worried about a fucking uh, turtle with a straw, you know, up its nose. And the people are like, no, you saved the world. Like, no, no, you, the, these big companies are literally destroying it and trying to charge me. But meanwhile, I'm trying to tell everyone to use steel, and I'm the idiot, right? Oh, it's not worth it. Okay, but it's worth getting taxed for every day for carbon tax? It's not worth putting a steel. So when you get um, your clients and they come up and they tell you we want asphalt, you're speaking to them about the asphalt versus other products oh, yeah. out there. And I do not talk very good about asphalt. I, I, my, my dad replaced four roofs. My granddad did five roofs. My mom, I, you know, I lived in my house for two years. I replaced it twice. It blew off. Just shitty shingles, right? They just meant the, the industry, the guys that are the billion-dollar uh, companies that own these, um, uh, the manufacturing plants, you know what they know? What's that? They know that in seven years, statistically, you're going to sell your house. Their shingles only have to last 10 years. They market that's going to last 50 years. So when a new homeowner comes in, they know that they have to re-roof and they get... 
another product. Another product. So they don't want it. They get another sale. There used to be a T-lock shingle that lasted for 50 years, and Gaff bought it. I believe it was Gaff. Don't, uh, yeah, that might be Gaffer Timberland bought it and took it off the market because it was lasting 50 years, interlocking fiber, uh, fiberglass shingle. And they wanted these ones here because they know everyone sells their home, so they sell your home. They can blow off in eight years. You need a new roof. Insurance will pay for it. It's a runaround game. It's a racket. Did that change with the pandemic? Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, people were buying their, selling their houses in the pandemic too, because I think they wanted the value of it. But are they not staying put and trying to financially survive now and realizing that they can't just move and find something else? Well, you can try to sell your house, but it's now, you're not going to get what you want for it. Now the market has dropped out. Plus you won't find what you want for a lesser value of what you have. And then the construction industry has gone up tenfold. So if you want to do a reno or, or do a bathroom change or a kitchen change out, you're looking at money that you probably can't afford. Right. So that's what I was asking. Is it going to change now? Because I, I totally believe you that the, the, the economy is driven by people just reusing. It. And I was joking the other day how people have um, longer leases for their vehicles than they do have relationships sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm just like, think about it at some time. Right. But I mean, like, so it's designed that way for it to fail. And it just bothers me. Well, because they're going to make it fail. And they're going to have the answer for you. Long term mortgages like they do in Europe. It's going to be 100 year mortgage going to pass down to your generational kid, and it's going to be digital, too. Right. So everyone in Canada, the average Canadian has over $650,000 debt. That's your average household mortgage in Canada. Um, and the increase of uh, interest rates and the depreciation of your, it's going like this. So your house is going to be worth less what you owe on it, and you're going to still have to pay higher interest rates. What's going to happen? I can't afford it. You can't carry so it. It happened in the 80s. They did the, up to 26% interest rates in the 80s. Yeah, I remember. Right? And I, my dad, I heard, the only reason I know about this is my dad bitched about it for fucking two decades. Right? But they're doing the same thing here. It's going to be worse. More people are in debt. And they're going to say, here, here's your mortgage, 100 years. You could, what are you going to pass on to your kids? They've actually programmed us not to think that you're going to pass anything down to your kids. You're going to pass down debt to your family. They've got so much control over this whole society. And us construction people have an ability to stand up against this if we all just get on the same page. I agree with you. Yeah, we have a huge strength. presence. Strength. in the whole North America, you know what I mean? And then maybe that's part of what I'm going to start doing is trying to unite our um, our forces and stand up against, you know, these, uh, these governments that are just – forcing whatever they want on us. They control everything. So it can't just be by chance that the interest rates go up and, and, the, and your equity went up just so you felt like you were obligated to spend money that you didn't have. Like people think equity was money. Equity is debt Yeah. if you use it. Equity is something you can, you, you know, when you die, your kids can sell your house and have the money. Isn't it sad that when students go to university for their first year, there's so many credit card companies just sitting there waiting to give you a credit card for two, five thousand $5,000. Even Europe, though you're a student, you have no income. You're not, you don't have a job. In Europe, they pay for Scotland. They pay for your kid's school. You want to go to university? Why shouldn't they pay for a school? Instead of fighting Russia, they pay for my kid's education. Oh, we were talking about this just before we got recording. I mean, we were just talking about how, how about fix home before you fix abroad? Yep. I mean, in all fairness, wouldn't you back, I'm sure your dad probably would have been, had the same mindset where back in the 80s at 26%, paying off a mortgage of a $100,000 house was still a far better situation than paying off a $1.2 million house at 5% nowadays. It's only worth 600. That's only worth X amount. Yeah, it's, pri- yeah, it's, it's going to happen, right? They, but people look at that percentage number going 26%. That's insane. But it's actually less money. But you know what it is? These rich people want more money, and they got they once they put the noose around your neck, they just got to go like this. And guess what? You'll pay. They're going to squeeze you out. They're going to might last two or three years. They'll make you pay your your payments are six grand a month, and you're not even paying anything off your principal. You're just you're just filling this rich guy's pocket. So how do we get out of that rat race? I think if we all like, we're getting getting unified as um, it's an hard industry. for contractors to unify because everyone's got a, their own bones. I guess I think everyone just stops paying taxes for a year. 
That's beautiful, eh? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? We all everybody it, stops. If we take that money and pool it together, what could you do with good, uh, some good-hearted folk with, uh, you know, a purpose and uh, wanting to build? Take all the country. money and bring in a bunch of people into the industry and train them and get them into the industry and build the infrastructure and then go. Listen, we didn't pay because we actually built the industry. Yeah, imagine teaching kids in high school. You got grade eleven uh, students and grade twelve students can actually learn how to build a home and do carpentry instead. of What are you going to learn about? We're going to do gender dysphoria or whatever the heck they want to preach to the kids or something sexual they want to teach kids now like how about we get sex out of schools get politics out of schools fuck throw religion out the door and uh, let's work on building and fundamental um structures of families and home ec we'll bring back fucking home ec, home ec. Hey, hey that'd be great back in my day man oh i learned how to make pie in grade eight like <laughs> you know what i mean that got me laid once i made pie for some girl i was getting laid hey now these kids are cutting their dicks off and shit like i'm lost i need to re i think my point here is to rebuild society i think that's my goal god gave me a destiny i'm trying as hard as i can but do you think that it's fixable anything's fixable but it's gonna it's all gonna have to fall down before i think you're gonna build uh, you're gonna build back out of the ashes at this point i think the tower is falling i mean our country's so far in debt imagine your business was as in debt as our if country it was run that way we're bankrupt it's, no we'd it's be over done. yeah it's over we're bankrupt you'd be collections you'd be done you'd be Locks on the key door. All, you're well, done. that's what's happening to our country. We're so far in debt that it's over. We just had it's, it's falling. It's just so high up there. It's going to take a while to hit the ground. When it hits the ground, we're all in shit. So why can't there be? I know that uh, some politicians have talked about how if you don't deliver what you say you're going to do, then you actually are fired. You get out. Well, there should be charges. Isn't that a funny uh, proposition? So if you don't deliver, if you're doing the roof and you don't do a, jo- a good job, then I shouldn't fucking pay you and that's it. Right, you, they have that valid argument against yeah. you. Well, you're accountable for you're account- your work. Accountability, right? So that's the idea. So if a politician reneges on what they're supposed to do, then they get fired. They're gone. Well, they should make more laws for politicians. Imagine all the laws they've um, put on us over the last, let's say, 50 years. Crazy. How many laws have they made for themselves? It's about time we stand up as communities all over North America, all over Western civilization. But say, Joe Schmo can't get into Parliament. We don't. Yeah, see, we don't need to get into Parliament. We just have to keep rules for them that they have to follow, right? And that's we got two lakhs a daisy putting our feet up like, oh, our government loves us. They would never do anything to hurt us. They have to do it. They work for us. No, they don't. They work for somebody else. And I don't know who that person is, but there are a lot of rich people out there that our politics and our politicians are working for. And it's directly against the Canadian people. Of course. I agree with you on that. And I don't know. I just mean, if I can tell as many people as possible, eventually open your eyes. Some people will never see. Some people will see. Right. Well, the convoy was a it was a beautiful awakening. That was a, that was glory right there. Like yeah. uh, there was actually, and I tell people that it was a spiritual awakening when you were locked away and, and you were hidden from your family and not supposed to see friends covered your face, forced to do things you didn't want to. And then you went up to Ottawa with all these truckers, these hardworking men, these immigrants, there was all the earth, different man. cultures. And, yeah. and I, I tell everybody that I, for the first time in my life, I'm in the church. I've been a Mason. I studied the law, just studied the Bible. I never really, never had that feeling was they never got it never got the book never did didn't do it for me i fucking started believing in god the day i went to fucking ottawa and i called because you saw the people i saw oh well, yeah saw the i saw that the um they harmonize humans harmonize naturally without this evil tyranny of the government as soon as you remove that fucking evil web of hate and fucking control humans 
everybody wants to be a nice human. It yes. We get rid of all that bullshit. Put your phones away. Society grew on the streets of Wellington. It was the most beautiful thing. I And everyone ha- walked around, gave hugs. It was peaceful. There was no violence. The first protest in history lasted for weeks with no violence. They wanted violence so bad, and we never gave it to them. It was Not so once. amazing. Not one incident. And born again Canadian, I tell that man. So if you don't want to believe in the book, God was there. And when I realized I seen God, because I finally understood how evil the government was, and I knew Satan was real. When I figured out that Satan was real, I had no choice but to run to the light. And it's, I didn't find it in no book. I found it right here myself, and I found it in a bunch of other Canadians. And those people are still my friends. I still go to rallies weekly. Complete strangers at the time. Complete strangers at the time. Now they're family. It's, it's unreal, right? And everyone here, they use these things right here. They're lost in these cell phones, and they, they think that we've we've lost connections with human beings we need connection we need tugs we need to touch we need high fives you know we need to spend time with our family we need to spend time with our pets we need to get rid of these phones and, and like they're only used to be used certain hours a day use it for marketing use it for business put it down right and unfortunately that's the downfall of society they call it a device but i call it a device right because that's what it's done to the whole entire world yeah. in a moment of time 10 10 years a decade destroyed us all so where's the future going? Looks like it's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Every country? Yeah. I think so. I Canada think. used to be this quiet place. We would always just be the nice people. We, we always apologize for everything. We're not like that anymore. We argue and call each other names online now. You fucking idiot. You fucking fat piece of shit. You this. You hate that. Dare, 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 dare. Everyone just argues on these things. And that's why. Why I'm, do they do that? Because they give us topics to argue about. So they put one, oh, the, the transgender using the bathroom. Um, woman of the year is a, is a, just giving these topics that are so absurd that you know that a, a woman is a woman. I mean, women give birth to children. Every 8 billion people on this planet were all born by a woman. That's how you define it. I don't need. I saw your post there. We're yeah. going to argue that over this over and over and over again. And we're going to hate people for, if you want to do that to yourself, go ahead. You, but don't do it to children. Leave it out of the schools, and you want to do whatever you want when you turn 18. You want to make a, a choice. You want to cut off any part of your body. Do what you want. I choose not to. I choose to get tattoos, and I'm stupid for doing that, right? But I was 18. I got to make my own choices. It's true. And uh, it's just the world's gone itself into arguing over what they tell them. The TV says argue over this, argue over that. The phone says argue over this, argue over Trump, argue over politics. Do you still pay attention to the mainstream media? Only to get content and to um, bring humor to it, right? So I even was like, I went, I did my Mr. Freedom rants. So I go off about the moon landing and how like idiot, like how like it's you can't be an idiot if you fucking believe in this shit. You watch these old videos; it's like you're watching like a, an episode of Star Trek from 1978. Like, and they bring a car to space and they bring golf clubs, but there's no toilet on the vessel, right? There's still like that's a huge complication when you're traveling for five days. You've been in a car with five guys for five days without a toilet, as long as there's water bottles. Oh no, yeah, you can't throw out the window in space. There's a, there's some huge conflict here, people, right? So I like to take funny ideas and just try to get people to plant that seed. Right, plant seeds in everybody's head. Let them grow because these things here, actually, if you keep them close to seeds, they won't grow. Put seeds in, a, in the grass and put them in. You put your phone on, leave it on. Five G, the seeds will die. So this thing is not allowing your brain. It does the same thing in your brain. It won't allow you to plant seeds. So I plant as many as I can in people, and if they just stay off their phone long enough and get some sunshine and work outside. I read somewhere where you grow. actually, if you disconnect the battery from these devices, it still can actually pick up a bunch of shit from you. Oh yeah. 
these things know your heartbeat, where you travel. It's got my location right here to this date, right? It knows who I talk to, knows who I communicate with. The government has full access to that. God knows what they, they released on their uh, society when they opened up the war acts. But I'm probably one of their main targets. I get Every time I cross the border, I get fucking searched and ripped apart. And yeah, total. And so all you're done. completely flagged? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my phone's so probably tapped. So you're expecting tapped. it all the time, every time you go there. I believe my phone's probably tapped. I wouldn't see why not, right? I was the face of the movement up there. They used me. I mean, I'm on the, I'm, I'm the commercial for Tucker Carlson's fight yeah, against Canada on, on, on the biggest news station in the world. <laughs> I was on every news station and every channel thousands of times over. I'm pretty sure they got me pegged, right? <sighs> Facial recognition. Facial recognition. I got death threats coming in on my children, my family. Oh. So that's, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what these people do. They just want to fear you to not to fight back. But, I, I mean, I don't have any fear. I don't care. I roof for a living, so nothing's fucking scarier than that. <laughs> hey, step up your game, government of Canada. I'm going to treat you like a roof, right? <laughs> uh, how many guys are working for you, man? I don't have anybody working for me. You're a solo team? Yeah, one-man army. What if it's a big enough job? you still take it on yourself, or you bring on some boys? I have, like, so I work with the roofer girl, and we have um, her and her husband will work as a sub. They'll come in and do jobs with me. And uh, Jesse. Uh, no, Jesse's, uh, you know Jesse, right? Yeah, but Jesse's some of the Summit sisters. Yeah, 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 she's gonna come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Uh, she's like a female version of BDR. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, she's cool. Good. Yeah, she's on the crew with the Summit sisters, so that's another different business. So we and I, and I subcontract them last year too. They got a couple jobs uh, with the Summit sisters, um, and most of the steel work I do alone, or I'll partner up with a local um, roofing company, and I'll split jobs with people and teach their crew. Um, so I, I do full exteriors alone. A lot of times I'll do big jobs alone. You prefer it that way. Keep the phone off, but it's off, and I got nobody around me sitting on the sun. It's pretty peaceful. peaceful. Yeah, it's actually very, very peaceful. Get a nice tan, you know? You hear that sound of, like, just nature. Na oh, yeah. And then you hear a fucking ruin by my nail gun. <laughs> you can go hand now, but that'll be a different story. I use the DeWalt now. Uh, I got the cordless one. So it just stays quiet, no compressor, and just... And it goes? Yeah, well, yeah. Didn't, I wasn't a big fan of it at first, but then on metal, like for working, you don't you can go up and just do a little piece. You don't have to start up a hose. Just carry up your gun, and these new sixty volt batteries uh, work all uh, all day. And I'm not sponsored by Dewalt by any means. So, uh, I, Dewalt probably wouldn't touch it to be very honest. They did reach out to me about seven years ago, and I think they had one of their. I've had a couple companies like, oh, he's got millions of views. Let's look into him. Like, and then like you hear the fucking brakes come on. Like, <sighs> One one company, and I won't say their name, but they flew me into Chicago and they like they they schmoozed me, and like uh, I had I didn't like the main lady that owns it. She's like a huge advocate. They don't even allow meat in the building, so like she's totally fucking vegan. I'm like, and they're trying to schmooze me to get them to sell their products. So, like, she looked at any fucking video? Like, <laughs> I want I want to meet did this. You, did you talk to her about your didn't favorite even vegan meals? So we went to the the game. They took me out. They took me out for dinner, and they were supposed to meet the next day, and she canceled the meeting, and I just flew home. They paid for everything. But she's like, I'm not meeting this fucking low. Like, I'm, oh, yeah, BDR ain't. I mean, the only thing I'm eating that's got no meat in it is a fucking beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> everything else is red meat. And but that's, that's, the, that's where the navigating, because you're an anomaly, right? That The idea is that these brands want clean-cut images, man. It doesn't work for roofing. Roofers don't want It doesn't work for tradespeople. Yeah, imagine, you know what the worst is? When you're a hard-working tradesman, and I know some very wealthy tradespeople that have built, and they've built their way up with these two hands, and they're worth quite a bit of money. 
they don't want to they they don't want to hear your sales pitch with your stupid little tie on your shirt thinking you're better dressed and you're a better person to sell him something that you don't fuck all about yeah right and i just broke down that door with the in the roofing i mean it took me a long time to kick that door down like watch this roofers will watch you they don't no one gives a shit like if i make a funny video being a fucking idiot the roofers are going to love it and they're going to buy the product. They yeah. don't give a fuck. Oh, he said fuck. That's a fact. Yeah. Great. He said fuck. He's one of the boys. This fucker's got street credit. I got street That's credit. That's the one thing that the marketing reps and PR reps and all these I'm like John reps. Gotti of the roofing industry. Like, yeah, he does whatever he wants. Yeah, fucking. Some people don't like me, but guess what? The roofing industry doesn't like you. You can't argue the numbers when people are starting to pay attention. They watch it and all of a sudden they go, you know what? If the best damn roofer used it, I'm going to use it. Yeah, that's just the bottom line. We reinvented the hatchet. It's coming out this summer. I've got a couple of mechanisms on the uh, the hatchet, and uh, we're going to be selling tools. I mean, I've been doing it for two years now, selling tools for Primeline, right? And uh, Good for I'm, you, man. I'm their tool developer now. I work uh, right out, right along with one of their engineers, and uh, we got a bunch of stuff coming out, man. And uh, people are looking at these tools like this is what the industry need. They need a real roofer and designing designing this. shit, right? I always said that about all the tool brands out there, how they didn't speak to the actual boots on the ground. Why do they leave lab coats just who don't do it for a living? Well, they get these university, you know, I'm a university graduate. I know everything about everything. I learned from Yale or whatever the You heck need it boots is. on the ground. You need somebody who's actually been doing it for doing a few it. years, right? And I mean, I, I, took, I took sales to a whole different level. Like I took, I pinpoint precision marketing on the people that buy your product, whether you fucking like it or not. And that's my attitude. Are you, you not selling to them? You're not selling to DIYers. You're, you're not, selling and, to them. You're not selling to the lady that doesn't like me because I've waved a Canadian flag in Ottawa. I, the one lady called RSA. From, my name is Ellen from Oregon. And I'm never going to buy that roofer's shovel again. Like, okay, we just sold 10000 this month. Whatever the fuck the roofer did, it's selling. Yeah. But you can, you can take your loudmouth cancel culture because they tried to cancel me. And it just made me sell more. More metal roofs, more. So you'll product. get an email, you'll get a call from the brands contacting you, going, "We just got some irate." They don't even care anymore. They don't give a shit now. They're right? just like we even, we even like the one brand I work with. Like we were responding on behalf, like, "Oh, we're gonna call the cops on this roofer. Thank you so much. We're gonna get a lawyer." Like, well, coming from one of my associates, thank you for letting us know. We're gonna get a lawyer involved. We're gonna sue him. And like, then this fat slob takes this message that we sent her and goes to Twitter like we got the cops involved with Mr. Freedom he's going down he lost his business and I closed my business on Facebook so successfully or, uh, permanently closed closed almost so these leftists thought they had me we closed him down we shut down his business his sales are done I'm like oh, I'll just wait my video's coming out on Wednesday it's called go fuck yourself and that's when I made that video go fuck yourself and that was a response I was working on it for six months so this is one of the biggest marketing campaigns I worked on just out of it was out of spite and uh, so I fucking lured in these liberals with my video about charging 25% more to someone just because their political views it was at my buddy's house right and I just we made a funny video and these people took it and ran hook line and sinker I got all these leftists from around the world trying to cancel me like I'm on the news, I'm on CTV, you name it, I'm fucking getting canceled. I have 500 bad reviews in one day, Holy right? Shit. And then my response was the "fuck yourself" video, and it was well. If you watch it, it's it's one of my it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's some of my best work. And um, followed by my biggest year of sales for metal, followed by my biggest year's uh, sales for tools, and my production company. Triple. You're not speaking to them. You're speaking no. to tradespeople, man. Exactly. And the more I tell these people to fuck off, the more they like me. And I do so many, I don't even need my social media. They got so shadow banned. I, I do stuff every day, live stuff with people. Yeah. I meet people. 500 people came to see me play music on Sunday up in Shelburne. 
right? I'm helping Chris Guy go for mayor. I've got my fingers in everything. So I don't care if they shut down my social media. I'm like genital warts. I'm coming back every time. And what I do, it's worse than the fucking last time. <laughs> right? That's the way you should do it, man. Yeah, buddy. Because it just shuts them down. They're just looking at it going, wait a minute. I thought we shut this fucker down, man. No. And I don't stop. I'm relentless. I'm a roofer. Getting up in the morning roofing, kicking your fucking ass will be the easiest thing I did on social media. Because I got a roof all fucking day. That's a hard job. And I do it. I love it. Right? And I also love slaying lizards online. Well, lizard slayer. That's what I call uh, lizards. Lizards are the serpents, the evilness, the darkness. You know, like Alexander the Great and the Dragon Slayer, right? The Queen's a lizard. You know, Justin Trudeau is a lizard, right? <laughs> so it's like a it's a metaphor. How do you find all the time to do this, man? Um, you got I, your day job, and then you got your like the marketing and everything's got to be overtaking your day job now. Um, marketing's done pretty easy as long as you don't get lost in your marketing. Consuming there, you're not constantly answering everybody. You don't have the time for that. I shit. do power liking. So okay. get up in the morning, five thirty, take your morning shit. Power like everybody's yeah, comment. I used to do that, yeah. I already have my stuff done at night editing what I want to throw out. Boom, 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 done. You know, so the phone, my phone time a day is probably two and a half hours. But the phone itself is a, it's a business tool. If you're not using the phone to run your business, there's no need to be on it. They don't use it. You're wasting your time. Better yourself. Go to the gym, work out, build your business. Because unless you're not, if they're using that thing, just, you're a consumer. You're just an... You're mindless at that point. You see people like on, kids do it all the time. There's mindless scrolling. Yeah. That's all it is. We want to distract you. Yeah. We don't want you to think for yourself. No, we'll tell you how to do it. Just a handheld device. Just look down and look. Everyone's just walking around mindless. You see it all the time whenever you're just walking around and you actually are not paying attention to the device and you look at other people and everyone's just got their head down. Sad world, right? Remember your grandmother, great-grandmother, like, that TV's the root of all evil. It's going to kill society. Like, sorry, Grandma, you're listening. You know, love you. You're right. You're so fucking right. Right? I should have smashed the TV when I was nine years old. <laughs> but it's just gotten worse. Radio, TV, now this. I don't listen to music. I don't listen to radio. I don't listen to TV. I don't watch anything. The only show I watch is I watch Tucker Carlson. Once in a while, I watch, like, if it's a funny thing, a blurb, I'll watch him for about 10 minutes. I got rid of cable a long time ago. I stopped watching TV and I moved out of my parents' house at 20. I can't. Like, there's nothing, nothing to watch. Right. Well, you can really, life's really enjoyable if you don't have all these distractions. Like people are, I think most people are afraid to be alone. That's why they they dependently uh, chase medications, happiness out of pills, happiness out of. Um, Isn't roofing therapy? It is actually because being in the sun is a natural, de it's a natural detox. So yes. sweating that much. So if you have healthy, healthy appetite um, and you're eating you know, good vitamin C, good nutrients, fish oils, honeys. Uh, and you're taking take care of yourself, it's one of the best things for you. Like, I can work a 15-hour day in the sun and go and do something else after work. I don't want to go to the gym, mind you, but I can go make a song. But mentally, you're still there. Mentally, I'm still I can go make a video. I can edit my videos. I can spend yeah. time with my family. Like, yeah. I turned the phones off with the kids last night, and we had a fire for four hours out in the back with the kids playing till 11 o'clock at night, and I didn't even have a phone. I didn't have a fucking beer. I just sat there looking at the stars. But with your kids, are they not being influenced by their circle of friends saying, why don't you spend more time and liking my posts or hanging out on social and being with me on social and all this other crap? My, my older girls are, I mean, they're, I got three teenagers that are on social quite a bit, but I'm, I'm the one that comes home and, like, will shut off the internet. And, like, I throw in the PlayStation in the garbage now, so there's, like, no... YouTube all the time like I really set the rules we have no TV so all we have is like Netflix so I can really keep track of what they're doing shut the internet off go outside don't be kids we got bikes go drive this you know the you know what sound I miss 
hockey cards in the spokes. Oh, yeah, that was good. I think I'm going to put some in my truck on the way home. <laughs> At least my Ford will sound like it's got some balls then. <laughs> I'll put a Wayne Gretzky car because he's a fucking douchebag. <laughs> I don't even think he'll make it out of the driveway, man, the parking lot. I'd be fucking hilarious to see the hockey cards on your Ford. What's wrong with the Ford, man? Everyone loves Fords. I got one. I mean, I just, I like to joke. I like, see, I like to make jokes about myself, right? People are like, oh, I got a Chevy. I'm like, it's the same fucking truck. You're right? I mean, but I do They're enjoy They're all the it. same, man. Come yeah. on. Just serves your purpose. Who gives well, a shit? Yeah, I think Chevy's the proud spoke. Uh, they're like the main spokesperson of the pride parade, aren't they? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's, I, mean, I know. We just it. had the fiasco with the Bud Light thing going on. That was it. Yeah, man. I drink OV now. Hey, I'm going back old Vienna, boys. You're going old school. Well, I want old school, but it's an old school. It's like a time machine. Wow. You drink this shit? I'm I'm shaking like Michael J. Fox from fucking <laughs> Back to the Future, buddy. Fuck <laughs> yeah, OV bringing it back, guys. <laughs> OV, OV. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're gonna. Have I wish it. they would bring all the Black Label Fifty. <sighs> Remember? I think people started going blind drinking Black Label. <laughs> <laughs> Borderline fucking windshield washer fluid. They'd send that back to the lab. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, what else you want to chat about? Hey, buddy, I'm an open, I'm an open book. Uh, I've had... Uh, I love that you want to unite the construction industry, and I think Canada actually can do it. I think we can do it in North America. I think it's going to happen. I think... Uh, I mean, you're doing a wonderful job. I just like to say congratulations and thank you Thanks, to yourself man. for what you're doing for the community. I mean, I, I love having these conversations. I love. Well, having we need you guys like you. We need more of you with the following yeah. and you know your ability to keep doing this. And uh, you know that's the one thing when people do social media or podcasts, you just got to keep doing it right and get it out there. I mean, you will grow. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you're going to waste your time on media, do it. Something like this where you're helping other people. You know, you don't spend your time arguing. Um, imagine you could. Could spend your time arguing in your comment section if you want to read through them. Anymore, you don't right? know shit about. Racing. I'm sure there might be a few messages come from this show, and I'm like, I won't respond. I won't give. You a know what? Shit. You should respond. Do it. All. Like we've responded to some funny comments online, and then some people if they they're pretty funny, like ruthless, right? Like there's this one uh, comment about my me playing my roofing song, and the one guy is like. Watch this video. Video is two minutes and seventeen seconds of your wife just going through complete hell. I can see the pain in her voice. How many times she watched your fucking stupid ass sing this fucking song? She is dead from the inside out. What? Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm just fucking reading this fucking comment and dying. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally gonna make a video about this comment. Like sometimes if they're if they're well done, I like to share them with the community, right? How much time and effort it took that person to fucking write that shit? But it did give them a slow clap. It was pretty funny because then I watched the video. I'm like, oh man, she look, does look pretty depressed watching me sing this song for the fuck. 14th million time right um so i like to take the uh the negativity and, and you and you bring it out why not talk about it? everyone doesn't want to talk about the good stuff or i don't want to talk about the good stuff let's talk about the shitty stuff does those comments make you feel bad they don't make me feel bad i don't know this person from a hole in the wall but that's a recipe that you've actually perfected and done so well that a lot of people that are influencers so to speak right with fucking quotes are too nervous to do it because they know that all of a sudden all these brands, these corporate brands will just jump ship. You can't say that. <laughs> well, it's funny because people are like, oh, uh, you know, they, you're not, you're not going to lose anything by speaking out like I do. What I, what I have to lose? I'm on your podcast doing a show. I'm playing shows. I'm, I mean, I got tons of stuff going on because I spoke my mind. People want to be, they want to see a truthful person. If you're going to do, if, yeah, if you're going to do social media, you're like, oh, you're just another fake person. 
Who the fuck wants to see that? I want to see that. I'll watch Justin Trudeau speak tonight on fucking 7 o'clock news on ABC or whatever. You know what I mean? So, I mean, this is what the construction industry is built on. Men like me that don't give a fuck. They swear. They cuss. But they're good family men. They work hard. And they don't need to follow your rules because we're not that bad of people. We're good people. Although they want to paint us as bad people because I have a pair of jeans on and a fucking pair of work boots. Like... Sorry, that's some some guys. That's that's what this is my daily outfit. I don't change for nobody. I'm a fucking construction worker, and you shouldn't. And we should be proud of that. We should be proud of our foul mouths and our mistakes. I mean, it's it's not going to change the industry by me going yes sir, no ma'am, and being all polite. It's not going to change the industry. Still got to fucking do the roof. And you built the nation. The roof green army. That's what we're called. Roof green army. Or the green army. Yeah, the roofing alliance. So if you see people wearing the green shit, that's our green color. It's on my truck. It's yeah, on. I saw that. So anything I, I ran logo, with, you'll yeah. see green everywhere. Like even Prime Grip's all bright green now. It's a branding. Stands yeah. out. Well, every, every construction guy smokes pot, so it was a no-brainer. <laughs> like, like, like 95% too, so we hit the demographic, right? I think there's it an was, increase in roofers. Is there an increase in roofers? Roofers and concrete guys, maybe. There's a, there's no roofers out there right now. Like It's just a hard game, so they're not teaching kids to want to be roofers. So I They mean, look at the risk. Well, I always find like you, prisons like roofing university. You do three years in, in uh, you know, Jamestown or whatever. You're going to come out like you did your three years. Like, oh, yeah, you're a graduated roofer. Like, I got to fucking pay my bills now. Some of the best roofers spent a couple of years in prison and became roofers. You know, it's uh, unfortunate. That's what because no one else will hire you because of a, a criminal record, per se. So he goes, oh, the only thing I, that doesn't look at what I've done wrong is the roofing community because I showed up. Because right? you showed up and you wanted to work. Wanted to work. Right, you want to build yourself better. A lot of roofing has changed a lot of, of people's lives. That it really has. I mean, you can go through the community in the in the U.S. of A. and there's tons of drug users that turn themselves around and are multi-millionaires now um, through California, Texas, Florida because they've stopped doing drugs, stopped drinking, and then used um, their roofing skills to sell roofs. They don't even do roofs anymore. They sell them because it's such a big market in the U.S. to sell insurance jobs. So they can make millions of dollars of selling roofs, but they're smart in the roofing game because they know they know how to do a roof. Easy to sell a roof if you know how it's put on. Yeah. I've been trying to sell a roof and never put one on before. But a lot of guys do that. And that's why people always ask me, how can I make myself a better salesman? Well, get putting some fucking shingles on. You understand the you product. You understand the product. You can sell not it better. Just, not roofing just alone. It's any construction yeah, material. Any, anything you're selling, right? You yeah. You know your product, right? And they look at me like they're in their suit and tie. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, well, that's why I'm a better salesman. You get the fuck out of my way. Why aren't you in just work wear? Yeah. Jeans, boots. That's how I show up to a job to sell a, a roof. I'm dirty, sweaty. Ladder on the truck at 7.30 at night. Oh, what are you doing all day? I was working for 14 hours. Can you want me to quote your roof? Well, they yeah. hiring the guy that's showing up. Of course. Right? And then when everyone sees the truck in the driver, they're honking, hey, it's Mr. Free. I'm like, who are you? Right? Some clients are like, the one last guy I just took, uh, he's hired to do his roof. He's like, oh, I looked you up. I'm like, uh-oh. After he said yes to the call, he's like, I just want to know that you know that I'm not a liberal. And he's like this nice old man, like, yeah, okay, I'll give you the I'll give you this the critical thinking discount. Right? You save fifteen percent if you're not a lizard. <laughs> have you re roofed or have you roofed outside of your area? Have you, oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've done some roofing, like did some roofing in Chicago, Ohio once. Oh really? Down in Texas. I jumped on a roof and I was down for Hurricane Michael. Um, being the most world's most popular roofer, famous roofer, like people want, you're like, oh, the big hurricane, come down here, just show up, show up. They pay you to, they pay you good money to just be there and hang out with their crew. Right? Same mindset, right? Yeah, they're the same kind of people. Same kind just of people, down to earth, hardworking, want to contribute, grow a family. Yep, build it, build it. That's it. So I've done a lot of roofing in Muskoka. I have property up uh, near Muskoka. 
So we, uh, we've done a f- quite a few roofs up there. I've gotten done some in Ottawa. Um, I think I've even been on a roof in Alberta once. Yeah, my buddy's roof. Yeah, we did that. I mean, all over. Did you do I, Ottawa before or after the convoy? I did Ottawa before the convoy. Oh, okay. Yeah, right before the pandemic. Should probably go back now. You got another roof to do out there. So being like the metals, like I'm the only guy that knows how to do good metal. Like there's no one teaching anybody. There's no, it's not like Europe where they're teaching you to be a craftsman. So people want to learn. I can, I'll just sell a roof. I'll sell you the product and I'll come out there and do the job with you and teach your crew. The metal that you're doing, is it like ACM or is it? It's uh, diamond steel. Okay. It's made in Wingham, Ontario. It's all Canadian product. Um, painted in Hamilton at the Bay Coat, pressed in Wingham, Ontario. So it's all backyard. It's all backyard, buddy. Full Canadian. So why is this not being pushed more? Well, it's a small like company. Like they're small. So I've been promoting them for 10 years, and like uh, my you likeliness watched has watched it grow. Like I, get, I've, I got millions upon hundreds of millions of views with my their product in the background. So I've uh, worked with them directly. I'm their sales rep. Um, I've helped them grow their brand, and everyone knows Diamond now because it's it's me. A lot of people think it's my company. I'm like, no, I just love it. And they're, I found them 10 years ago. I was like, I need something to change my business and make it different than any other everybody business. everybody was asking for asphalt. Asphalt. I'm like, so I found this really unique diamond shape, uh, shaped product, which is gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen it. And uh, I just kind of, no one ever, never seen one. So I just, like I said, I did the first four for free. And then I got it out there to use all the imageries of the job to share, uh, to sell. And then I kept fucking selling. Now I'm, that's all I pretty much do. I got to do a diamond tomorrow morning. I got my buddy, uh, He's got sick with cancer and uh, donated uh, $1,000 worth of material to him to sell and keep for his family. And I'll put the roof on for him. Um, and he can take that money too and uh, give it to his uh, family. So that's what I do on my Sundays. That's my day of rest and go do a roof for my buddy who's sick as hell. You know? It's therapy. Yeah. Helping out others. I'll probably bring my daughter. She's 15. She'll lay some shingle. Right? No rest for the wicked. So how do we get more kids into the industry? What, what is it that the government and schools... Oh, the government doesn't doing? want you to do that. I bring my 15-year-old they kid do, there. They no. do say that they want more people to get into trades, but as long they're as gonna they're... They're going to say that. They're going to bring in immigrants. immigrants. Yeah, they want immigrants. Why so. can't we get Canadian kids? Well, they're too busy on their phone. But, you know, I mean, I'm trying to make it cool. Like, people, so many people are like, oh, you made roofing cool. Like, it's fun. It, like, it gives it, like... You have. You know? So, like, I mean, I'm, I got... I mean, I've been in trouble for bringing my daughter on the roof. They're like, you can't bring her on the roof. Like, there's photos of her on the roof. I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck I want with my daughter. If she's 14 years old, she can go to the store or go down to the doctor's office, take uh, hormone pills and cut her breasts off. She can go on a fucking roof. And her name is Carl, and she's 23 from El Salvador. So go fucking pound salt. Right? I've played games with the... Of course. She's Carl. She's 29 (laughs) years old, and you beat it. Right? I mean, this is how stupid everybody's gotten. So you want to play the fucking game, I'll play right along with you. So I've had my kids, I've had, she's, I've had pictures of my seven-year-old daughter sleeping on a three-story steel roof with her harness sleeping on a fucking jack. And like, they're like, you're going to take your kids away. Like, oh yeah, why? Because she's harnessed off. Why, why can't I be a, why can't I ha- teach my kid from a young age? Now she's 15 years old. She can install J-trip. She can control siding. She can tr- install soffits. She can install diamond metal. She can install shingles. What's wrong with that? Imagine, imagine how smart she'd be at 18 out of high school. If I have her, she can be completely trained to run a full business and make herself $50 an hour being a stall, uh, installer. I didn't hear a single bad word there. I swore a bunch of times. No, no, but I, no, <laughs> not a bad word. I mean, like, what you're, you're educating your daughter a certain way, and I didn't hear a single bad thing about it. But in court of the government, it's illegal. So you're not allowed to have an underage child on the roof. Well, there's no age anymore, guys. So bring your kids on the roof. Stand up. Let your. Why can't I bring? Why can't I teach my child my way? Why do I have to stick to their, um, 
you know, indoctrination, you know what I mean? You can teach my kid everything you want in public school about homosexuality and gay sex at six years old, but I can't teach her on a roof. Can't teach her what built her family's home. But these are helicopter parents that are, like, looking at what you're doing, and they're too nervous that their kid got a scratch or something like that. Yeah. It's going to affect it. Yeah. Well, we need to, to, I mean, you go over to the other countries, there's kids with machine guns fighting against, for their freedoms. I mean, we, we are making these kids so, like, they're pussies. Yeah. Like we need to, you need to be tough to, to get through life. Life's never going to be easy, and you need to be, you need to teach kids to work hard, make money. Like I was lucky enough to grow up on a great farm where we always had to work. We always had something to do. Like my dad had a firefighter, a truck driver, and then guess what? On the weekends, he's a grape farmer. Like there was work. We worked, and the, and you have to work regardless See, to pay for your bills. You got to have a job, right? If you want to live in the wilderness, you still got to work every morning. Get up and get collect your wood, kill something to eat. There's always work to being alive. Yeah, and. The new generation doesn't have that feeling. Oh, we just get our little subsidiaries from the government, take our money, and we just sit around and play fucking Call of Duty all day, and I don't need to work. Mom, get me a Hot Pocket, right? And we've got this whole lazy society. And if you want to better your children and make them tough, you're a fucking child abuser they're going to claim online, right? Do they still make Hot Pockets? I don't know. I stopped eating them because I used to get diarrhea all the time, right? I <laughs> you don't even know what the fuck's in there, man. Yeah. It's I just a hot pot. I don't want to know what's in there, man. The shit that we used to eat when we were younger, and now we think about it, and we're like, oh, you can't eat that shit anymore. Dude, the shit that's in food, everyone's wondering why the increase of cancer. Why aren't we asking these questions? Why don't we mandate research on <sighs> We know, we know food. where that is all about, man. It's oh, yeah. just like... It's in everything. You got corporations feeding you so then you can become a patient of another corporation that's just the bottom line take our medicine oh it didn't work take this medicine oh our food i'm still fascinated by images from the 50s and 60s on the beach and there's not a single obese person or whatever and now you take pictures today and there's plenty of obese people right well look at everywhere you go i drove here there's a mcdonald's here there's a gladiator burger actually gladiator burger is actually pretty fun they're pretty good handmade burgers but yes um but McDonald's. mcdonald's there you got tim hortons on every stop and uh, i don't like these companies, like Tim Hortons, I mean, the, the guy, the CEO, is a pedophile. He got arrested for child porn. Like, why isn't this, like, Seriously? News? Why wouldn't every, yeah, oh, yeah, look it up. They don't talk about it. But that's what his, these societies, every, all these rich elites are always into this. Gives it a new meaning to roll up the rim, eh? Roll up the rim to sin. Fuck. Holy Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, these, all these corporations, all these elites are, like, they're, like, literally the worst human beings, and people protect them and defend them. They're not, they don't out, they're not out for your best interest. They don't want your family to grow. They don't want your family to be wealthy. They don't even want you to have a home to put over your head, let alone they don't want to teach your kids to be able to put a home over their head. What would be the first reaction from the government if actually construction united across North America? Oh, they'd probably release the War Act. If we all said we're not paying tax and we're standing up till we make changes into the and we ha, uh, make changes into the government, we make accountability for politicians and make laws for you, just like you made laws for our industry and pushed WSIB and insurances down our throat. That a guy like me has to pay, but I'm not even fucking eligible for the fucking insurance. Do you know what I mean? If I get broke my leg, they ain't paying me because I'm a sole surprise or I own my business. I'm, yeah, you know, you have your own insurance. Yeah. So why the hell now I'm doubled down like a mafia? They come and tax the shit out of you. So why can't we say no? We need to build, because there's power in numbers. We saw that in Ottawa. We just stood up. We didn't even do anything. We didn't need to fight. We didn't need to throw any rocks. Just stand up. So there's like, in Canada, there's 1.3 million tradespeople. Let's stand up. On different levels. So residential, commercial, industrial, uh, 1.3 million, right? That's the construction workforce here. I think in the States, it's something like uh, 13 or 14 million is what they have, right? What an army that is. 
Let's 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 make it our goal. Anyone listening and, and uh, anyone here that uh, thinks that uh, it's the right direction is standing up and uniting this industry on all fronts um, to make it a better industry and to make our countries better because we are the backbones. We make it happen. We build the homes. We are the infrastructure, whether you want to believe it or not. Right? Then the truckers showed you they deliver everything. We are very important. You got the construction industry and the delivery industry, and that's the, if we stand up, we're bigger than the delivery industry. We're more powerful, right? And if we all stand up, we can change our industry. We can lessen the insurances, lessen the taxes. We should be taxed less. We're working our asses off. But they'll just keep on increasing it. Increasing it. Because they have to pay for mistakes. But if we say no, like, just say no, right? Everyone out there wants to make a difference. Talk the talk. Let's walk the walk. So just send a letter to CRA, Canadian Revenue Association, and just go, listen, I'm not paying. If we all did that, imagine you had even even, even if 10% of the, the 20 million did it. We're not paying because you wasted our money and we're not funding a war over in Europe. I don't want my guns taken away by the same people that are giving them to someone else to kill somebody else. I think that's wrong. I'm not paying for that. And I should have the right not to pay for someone getting murdered if I'm a Canadian taxpayer. That should be a, that should be a pretty good uh, exclusion to pay my taxes. I don't need to pay because I don't fucking believe in murder. I agree. What right about that standpoint, right? And I'm taking my taxes. I'm going to put it back into my community. Maybe my little small town that I live in that doesn't even have a park for my kids. I have to borrow the one from the Catholic school. When they build a park in our fucking hometown, they won't do that. Hell no, right? We'll just, our kids will just play in the trees and on the road, right? So you're not even building the infrastructure for kids to get outside. No, they're not. They're, just, they're not building communities like they used to, right? We we were focused on sending our money elsewhere. So say you pay your taxes in the town I live, and they're paying, going to pay for roads in Toronto. Well, why don't Toronto pay for their own roads? Well, I mean... Is just, that true? That No, that, that... Well, that... Sorry, what happened is... The truth of that story is is that they were taking money from... I believe it was hunting and, and licensing for firearms and, and uh, hunting seasons, and they were using that. That was back in the uh, late 2000s, I believe. They were taking money out of the... Um, why were they taking it out of those communities and paying it for such a big community in Toronto? Because they can, right? They, well, that makes no sense. They, they can take whatever funding they want and send it somewhere else. So that's what the federal government does, right? It's, I mean, we have to break down government. It can't be just one big government. If we had smaller governments and our towns could actually govern themselves and be a better community, we wouldn't be thinking about giving my, our, our, our town of 30,000 people giving any money to anywhere else. We closed down four We'd public schools. We'd actually give it. We would yeah. willingly give it. We closed down four public schools in our community to build one big one. We closed down our, our, my high school. To build houses. They're tearing down schools. Now my kids got to drive 27 minutes to go to high school. But my, the schools that my forefathers built in my community, they've taken them all away. What was the logic behind that? Well, they're going to build a super school. It's going to cost $21 million. It's going to save money. So these people that, so we have people running our small cities that have no care and no concern for our communities. That I, My family's been in this community for 100, over 100 years. We've owned a fruit farm up in, uh, in Jordan. And... Uh, my grandfather was part of the, uh, the school board. He was a firefighter. Uh, he was a mason. These kind of people beat, built these communities. And then maybe it's my ignorance, and I, and I should get more involved with my, my, uh, my hometown politics. And maybe that's what everyone needs to do. Um, but where do you find the time, right? But I think it's necessary now. I mean, I'm watching these putting sky, sky, uh, skyscrapers in my, my hometown. 4,000 people going right, right by the uh, uh, exit there on Victoria Avenue. Really? Yeah, we don't have infrastructure for that. Right? Where's all these people going to go? So I got, they're building this for what reason? Because they're actually allowing people to get wealthy off of this. Yeah, they're building these towers right here in Jordan, right in Vineland. They're going to be 
stories high and they're selling each uh, individual apartment for $800,000 and they're going to pack like what less than a thousand square feet. And that's the best farmland ever is right there. They've destroyed the whole, the, the best farmland in, uh, in Canada was right there in the, in the, in the, in the Niagara bench. And they destroyed the most precious. Was this ever discussed or presented to the community saying that, can we vote on this? Can we have well, a community? It's been going on for like 10 years. So they just, they have the money and the resources to fight it. And most people don't care. They're too busy on their phone. Like, oh, they're going to build those towers over there. Well, that's going to destroy your community. Watch this funny video about this monkey. Yeah, exactly. Watch Joe Biden try to lick a kid's tongue and then Dalai Lama try to convince a kid to lick his tongue too. These are our <laughs> leaders, guys. They're not crazy. They're not satanic, Satan-worshipping pedophiles. That'd be absurd to think that's ludicrous, right? Why would anyone think... Uh, how many times have you ever asked a 10-year-old boy to suck on your tongue? I'm going to guess it's probably zero. Zero. Okay, mine too. <laughs> Anyone else are listening to you? I, I think yours is at zero too. Um, and these are these people that we consider, um, you know, these are leaders of our country and people that sh we should listen to. No, it's not. How does a regular person get into that circle? We don't want to be in the circle of elites, right? We're not cut from that cloth. We are not sick individuals. We are not twisted. No, I'm, I'm saying to get in there to change things, to actually start. <laughs> there's different ways well, to actually build the construction industry, I guess, politically speaking. There's politically speaking, like, I mean, um, getting involved in your community. Get, start I, from there. Getting involved in your community, right? So, I mean, look at a guy like Chris Guy. He's running for mayor, right? Getting involved in your community. I go to several different communities across uh, Southern Ontario, just mate, just getting to know, like we've been so uh, behind on like just hanging out with people. We, we, the last five years since the pandemic, or three years since the pandemic, we just lost such a people. Just getting in touch with people and talking to the communities. This isn't doing anything. No, it's not talking, no. right? So getting out, getting more involved and getting more involved in politics. I mean, I guess we're all um, ignorant of it as well. Joining your political party, if you think the conservatives are, um, you know, the one to go with, join that political party. Canada, in in the world of democracy, is the least involved democracy out of any country that's a, a, a democracy. It's true. It's true. So, I, I mean, that was part of my, uh, I campaigned for Roman Babber uh, this year and helped people just join. Even Roman, if, Roman's tapped out. He'll never be allowed in that circle. Because he's not, he's fucking for the people, I man. I know, he's about, well, that's what government is supposed to be about. Yeah. It's supposed to be, but it's not. Well, I think there's going to be a big challenge ahead. Um, and if it falls, and if the government falls in the U.S. of A., it's going to fall here, too. Um, Which it could probably happen. It's looking like it is, right? Is there any hope for uh, Pierre? I don't believe in him either. He's been a 20-year politician. I mean, I'm looking for real Canadian folks. He benefited over the, uh, what did he make over the pandemic? I'd I like know. to see his uh, increase. Probably, he well, he some. got a raise. They're making 280000 a year. They just all got raises. They all get free hotels, free food, car allowance, gas allowance. These guys are costing us half a million dollars a year to tell you what to do. Why doesn't he take a pay cut? That'd be great. All of Parliament should be taking a pay cut. Yeah, he should be making sixty grand a year. Should be a, should be a reflection of the people that you're representing. Well, everyone that gets in politics gets richer, right? That's why they get into politics. Yeah. The security and the pension. We don't have, as tradespeople, we don't have pensions. We should get the same one as the government's getting, right? No. That's just uh, foolish thinking. Well, imagine being like, like a firefighter, a police officer, an EMS. I tell these people all the time when I speak to them, I see police officers at the rally. I'm like, you think your fucking pretty boy hair fucking Trudeau is going to have your money for you when you're said and done in 15 years? We're bankrupt, motherfucker. We are bankrupt. So guess what it means? You guess who's the first on the chopping block? You. It's not true. him, not Pierre, not any other of these fucking pedos. Guess who It'll is be nurses, cops, teachers. You're the first one on the chopping block. Yeah. Yeah. And they ain't your fucking friend. You're going to learn pretty quick because they have no money to give you in 20 years. Your pension is 
gone. If you can't see it right now, you just have to look at the numbers. It's negative, and our government has spent more money in the last seven years than in the entire existence of the country itself. So your pension is gone. It's doubled the debt in one term. So that's what that's. I mean, everyone will eventually come together once they realize that the government is your enemy. And I mean, you know, you, you don't want to talk about it because they can shut your channel down or this and that. But that's that's exactly what happens. As soon as they shut your free speech down, that's what it is. That's what they're fighting. They don't want you. They want com- complete control. Are you not nervous about having a knock on the door by RCMP? I don't know. When they arrest me for fighting for freedom, that'd be great. Right hold you and i've been arrested like 17 times in my life bro i've been arrested for a lot of bad things in my life because i was a young little asshole when i was in my 20s but guess what you know what make my mom proud i got arrested for giving out hugs and fucking screaming freedom huh? right <laughs> hey, got one for the good guys you know what i mean so you got arrested in ottawa no no, no I, I got a, one guy that looked like me so i was down in ottawa and I, I, there was he they wanted me they, they were coming after me right so I painted it. One day I just painted everyone's face just like mine. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, where's Waldo? Right? If I'm going down, you're all going down with me. And um, they couldn't find They you. arrested one guy that looked like me. My wife's like texting the phone. She's like, you got arrested. Everyone's saying you got arrested. I'm like, it wasn't me. It was, I think it was Freedom George that got arrested, right? <laughs> and uh, Look alike. Yeah, I've never been arrested. Uh, I've never done anything uh, to deserve being arrested. I just stood up and I followed the Charter of Rights. I'm allowed to peacefully protest. Yes. Right? And express my feelings and views and religions, which I can do still, kind of. Right? So I never pushed back. Like, the police shot me in the face with pepper spray, hit me with a couple sticks, but I never engaged forward. I just stepped back. That's what they wanted. Exactly. So then they put me on the fucking front of the paper again. There's Mr. Freedom. Right? They They had me marked as the Canadian insurrection guy. So they didn't know. When they put me on CTV and all media across the world, they didn't know... Who I was. I had a massive following. I've been deleted. I've already been... I was canceled before fucking canceled was a thing. Yeah. I lost my first six, seven pages. So I have this huge underground following, let alone I still have a following of hundreds of thousands of followers. So they put me on the media as the insurrection guy. Like, look at this. That's the image. And I knew they were t- going for it. Like, I, they, they swallowed hook, line, and sinker too. And here we go. Here comes Mr. Freedom. The guy's going to kick the windows in and fucking burn the place down, right? And uh, I gave out... Hugs, hundreds of thousands of hugs over the last two I years. I saw that. I saw that you were doing yeah. that, man. And gave out money. I gave out donations. We collected over $10,000 of the Tim Hortons cards because they couldn't take money. They're trying to take your, shut down your accounts. Yeah. So we gave out Tim Hortons card to the homeless people um, and the truckers. And uh, and people were like, that guy they're sharing, this guy, this mean image they got. Like, that's Mr. F- that's big time. That's the roofer. That's So it really flunked. And I just showed everybody how the media is fake. I showed you personally out of my life. They personally attacked me for sticking up for your fundamental rights. So I've proven to hundreds of thousands or millions of people that the media is the enemy. Do you think that they'll shut down TikTok? Um, I hope they do. TikTok's disgusting. It's, I can't share a video about me uh, talking about drinking or having a beer on the roof, dangerous acts, but they'll have a 13-year-old boy with fake breasts dancing with his nude breasts because he's a transgender. So they're showing, they're showing child porn, which is allowed. They allow that, but they won't allow me to make a, a joke about drinking on a roof. So they flagged that video. Or they, they, they flagged all the videos. They shut my first, my one channel got, had 400,000 followers. They deleted it the day I went to Ottawa. Don't see ya, right? Because I went, I was united. People were, they know, the construction industry knows me. So like when I walked into Ottawa, everyone's like, it's They already time. knew that that was going to change. And I'm getting hugs from everyone. They're like, who is this guy? Like, they shut me down. So, so what sh- did you use to get your messaging out there? IG. 
Um, I used Instagram a little bit. And then Benny Johnson, you know, Benny Johnson, he shared my stuff. Uh, A couple of guys, I think Tucker did too. A couple of the big names were sharing my stuff and the movement. Um, But I was shadow banned um, for uh, social media entirely for the whole year. They gave me a year shadow banned. And it just came up in January. And then I recently received another one for posting a picture of a butt cheek. And which they show basically porn on Facebook, but I can't share um, half ass. And then they, I showed a picture of Ted Bundy and they, you can't, they called glamorizing a serial killer. He was holding my ripper and it said Ted bundles. And, uh, they copied, so that was, a, <laughs> so, but, but you can joke around. Yeah. Ted bundles. And then I think what's really got him is when I went to the uh, drag show for kids at the vegan restaurant, I went there and I served out hot dogs right in front of the restaurant, giving out free hot dogs and hugs. <laughs> It was fucking unreal. And they had me right in the front of the Toronto Sun, a resurgence of hate. And they had my picture, and I'm like, so I filmed the whole thing. Hundreds of thousands of viewers watched me do nothing but give out hugs and get screamed at. People called me, you're sucking dick, you suck dick, chanting that to me in front of little children, calling me the F word. Not They're calling me the, the one you can't say. Yeah. They're calling me everything in a cocksucker, you fucking. And they're screaming at me, and all I'm doing is giving out hot dogs and hugs. I only got two hugs from the activists. So two, there's only two out of the group of 100 that would... Because they saw it. Yeah, they, they like, understood it. Yeah, and so they were... The, one girl's name was Elizabeth, who was a great conversation. Um, but she was... Oh, out of those people, you couldn't... They would just scream and shout. Uh, and, you know, I almost think they got physical. Like, they're pushing you, and I'm, I'm not going to push back. I know what happens, right? Even just showing up, I made the front paper called the fucking biggest hater in Canada, right? Yeah, well, we know where that media comes from, so... Right from the Satan's fucking arsehole. Exactly, man. Joshua Bigger, Bigger Roofing, Big Time Production, Triple uh, W, Best Damn Roofer, Roofers, or Roofer? Best Damn Roofer. Roofer.com. There's only one. And reach out to him because there's only one Best Damn uh, at Best Damn Roofer at Hotmail.com. Uh, I want to get some words of wisdom for you, from you, for any kids that want to get into the trade. You know what? Words of wisdom from me would <laughs> trying to be uh, serious. You know, don't watch the show, Best Damn Roofer, <laughs> then. Uh, there's the first step. That's what you, uh, you can use it. It's, it's uh, you know, use it as, uh, you know, what not to be, right? You don't be the Best Damn Roofer. Show up for work on time. Um, these young guys just got to try it and get into it and learn a trade. Spend four or five years. Whether you go any further than that, just take a trade and do it for four or five years. And if you don't do it as a, pr- a profession for your whole life, you at least have that skill where you can repair the sink that's broken in your house, repair the toilet, or, you know, build a new bedroom. The thousands of conversations you would have with fellow tradespeople that will actually educate you as well, too. Yeah, and, yeah, and you get to know context. So you have friends in the industry. You, if you're eventually going to have a house or live in a house, it's always a good avenue to be in the, in the industry for a little bit of time to learn Learn it. I mean, you live in these, you live in buildings. Why don't you want to educate yourself on how they're constructed and what you can do to, you know, better them and fix them, right? Do you think it's possible if you united the entire construction industry across North America, where we could just do Canada, that we would call for a resignation of every single political person and start from new? I think that we have to, right? I think we have to. I think Paul, we have to. Whoever's make it, doing what they're doing is not doing it properly. Well, look at we're in, we're bankrupt. We're in debt. Like you just look at if we get the country as a business. It's, we failed. It's done. it's done. So everyone's fired, man. Yeah, but they're not fired. They're promoted. Yeah, they get, yeah exactly. Like I raises. Mean, how do I? How do I make people's roofs leak? Destroy their property? Take their money? Not finish the job? The word will and get, get out. It, well, the, yeah, exactly. It, it, it is out uh, that these government officials are doing that. Let's so. I mean, it has. To, we have to have like we're going to go back to the word accountability. And once we unite 
the construction industry. We can help hold people accountable and make it a better place and make it make it a more um, desirable job to have. Right? None of our government's making construction sound good. Oh, you're a construction worker. Yeah, the guy's got a hundred fifty thousand dollar truck. He lives in a big house that he built with scratch. He's he's got stuff. Oh, you're built it. You know, you got your computer and your computer engineer. You're making fifty grand a year, right? I mean, they don't give. They make you seem like if you go to school and get a programmer or a, a ticket here or this. It's almost it's not. It's better than an, uh, an education is better than uh, a, a construction industry job. Like that's the education itself. I thought that stigma was dead. It's not dead, eh? Oh no, they, the people. They oh, you're you're a roofer. <laughs> like I'm a forty year old roofer on seven properties. I don't have a mortgage. You're right. good. You're a good product of society, <laughs> right? I work all Sorry. day. Sorry, so I don't wear the the Gucci shoes, and I don't need to. I don't need to impress anybody. I need. I got my family to raise, and and that's that's all I need to do. You guys are stuck on uh, what to what to look like to impress your 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 buddy. I'm, to I'm complete strangers out there. To complete strangers, no value in your circle of life. Yeah, and people. That's the thing. People gotta get off these. And that's one advice I get to young kids: get off your fucking phones. Get to work. Learn something. These phones are destroying your brain. Get out and learn something. Get outside. Get out in the sun and learn something and sweat and be a man. If I can still say that today. <laughs> Am I going to get canceled for that? You can't say that, man. That's oh, why. I just did. <laughs> Big time. You want to do the 12 questions of construction? Ready? Uh-oh. These are easy. That knows me a fucking test here. No, it's not a test. <laughs> What's your favorite construction word? Fuck. What's your least favorite construction word? break what turns you on in construction hmm. getting paid <laughs> what turns you off in construction not getting paid what's your favorite curse word fuck what's your favorite vehicle of all time anything oh fuck I, i'm married now but she with her name i <laughs> know uh, so it changes yeah 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 i, first, I had a little, was it then and i had a little it? mazda 19 like a little four-cylinder it was my first roofing truck two-seater and it was awesome uh you know i her name was Gary. You know, I named her Gary, <laughs> right? <laughs> what color? It was silver. silver. Silver bullet, buddy. What's your least favorite vehicle? Oh, the ones that break down, Chevys. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? The sound of a nail gun. Like, even they're framing, when you're framing, you hear it echo through the, and you hear the guy's working late and the sun's going down, and like, go get it, fucker. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Oh, uh, White hats. <laughs> the, the ministry's here. Ministry. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? Well, I'm attempting uh, building, framing. So I've done a little bit of work. I've built my own shop with some help from friends that are nice. framers. And I've was kind of started my own project. So it's a, it's a dream come true. It's a lot of work. It's in the death of me. <laughs> I was working until 930 last night. And I'm probably going to go here and start again and work till dark tonight on it. What are so, you building? How big? I built the shop. It was 36 by 30, two-story. That's a good size. Good size. So um, I, I've sheeted. I put every sheet on the house Hand myself. Hand-cut roof? Um, we have diamond roof on there, yeah. Really? Um, huh? When I share roofing university, it's, it's kind of like my shop. So if I got a big metal shop, my break in there, and I can work at home. Like I can good break size, a whole. Yeah. That's like a three, you know, almost a four-car garage, right? Yeah. 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 So it's uh, it was my first, well, second build. I built my little shed there and that. So it's a. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm almost, I, well, I would love to be a framer because framers, uh, they got it easy, you know. <laughs> what profession would you not like to do? Plumbing, and I've tried to do some leak you don't detection. Like plumbing. Uh, you know what? Like, I give my hats off to those guys, but like when those old dirty ass pipes have been swallowing shit for thirty odd years, like I've been in a couple. I've tried it. Like, 
get these weird ass deer infections and like an eye infection. Like, what was that? You never know. You had your hands and, and I'm the kind of guy like I'm, you know, yeah, like, I know. Did you get did you get that seventy year old piece of, of stool or something? It's in my eye. Like I know, I get my hats off to plumbers, but I mean, I I tried my hand that I'll do my own house because it's my own shit. But I still fucking hate it. God bless you guys. Last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? I love you. Nice. That's what I'm hoping he says. <laughs> I believe that I'm going to go to Roofer's Heaven. It's a totally different heaven. There's no Catholics, no pedophiles. It's for roof. <laughs> it's the good heaven, right? Where all the hardworking taxpayers get in, right? <laughs> no hangover. I've, I've heard of that <laughs> second heaven, man. That's 10%. You want to send it to Big Time Productions? You can get in. Just uh, sign 10% of your wage. Huh? How's that sound? Roofer's Heaven. Absolute pleasure, Joshua, having you on the show, man. So. If we get hate, I'll, I'll deal with it. Whatever. Tell them to send me my way. I give a big hug for them. They want to. If they want to hate, come work on work on my roof for ten hours. They'll. You you'll have something you fucking hate. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone, check them out. It's bigger roofing and big time productions. Triple W Best Damn Roofers. The Best Damn Roofer dot com and Best Damn Roofer at hotmail dot com and on IG Best Damn Best dot Damn dot Roofer. Yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, the me and you're going to unite the uh, construction industry worldwide. Dude, I'm I'm game. Let's do it. Because I I I I'm I'm dumbfounded that there's a shitload more of us than there are of them. Yeah, they're the one percent. We just need to stand up. So we're the ninety nine. Yeah. So why is the ninety nine being like sheep? It's the food we eat. It's the phones we're on. The water we drink. All right, we got to get out of here. Thanks, Angelina.